Thea Magnuson is no stranger to adversity. She's the mother of an 11-year-old daughter and a music teacher who has dealt with divorce, homelessness, and other life-changing family crises over the last few years. In 2016, following a nightmare experience with a 50K, Thea took a break from participating in races and running to resolve personal issues in her life. In this week's show, Thea shared her running story with me and how she's fighting to make a comeback to participating in races and running again. At what point in your life did you start um, start running and what nurtured um, you to continue that interest? My sister and I were raised by our dad and because our mother died when we were young. She had cancer. Um, okay. And our dad was not especially athletic. So we didn't really grow up doing much in terms of sports or anything like that. Okay. It wasn't until I was uh, in college that I started running. At first I ran on, I did road running and then I switched to trail running. I did a whole lot of races and two marathons and tri- triathlons. And wow. One triathlon in Oakland, Alameda, right next door to Oakland. I was the only person, it was like a field of like 400 people. I was the only person who didn't have a wetsuit. Why college? What, what, what made you start in, in college? Um, well, what I, what I knew about myself is that when it comes to exercise and athletics, sports, whatever, I'm, I'm a solo person. Um, I mean, I occasionally like to go running with other people, but I like to have the flexibility of just doing, you know, exercising okay. when and where I want and for how long and all of that. And I like the solitude and the, you know, time to think and all of that. So that's one of the reasons why running was perfect for me. And because, you know, you didn't need a lot of equipment. You don't need, you know, it's not expensive. Mm-hmm. You can do it anywhere. So I started when I was in junior college. And then when I transferred to a four-year college, which was a private college for women, Mills College in Oakland, um, there was a cross country team and I found out about it too late. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I found out about it in my last semester or something. And I wish I had known about it before because it was a really great group and I really liked the teacher. I had joined the crew team instead, which in retrospect was really not a good idea. But the, the coach for the, for the cross country was so great. Sharon Chong, uh, she's I'll never forget her. She, she was really encouraging, very positive and, um, she had a summer camp for trail running for women, specifically for women. And I went to that like for like three years in a row. It was great. Yeah, it was so much fun because we did two runs every day. We did. Mm-hmm. And then we would have a, a, a guest lecture and then we would have lunch or whatever. And then come back and have smoothies while we were sitting in the hot tub at the pool. Oh, wow. <laughs> and go do one more run before the end of the day. It was great. It was, I just loved so it. So you had a great foundation, it sounds like, uh, a good foundation to start. Yeah. And it was a good start because because when I, w- I had been running on pavement and I got shin splints. And so I was asking Sharon about this and I said, I, I do want to run on the, tri- I want to run on the dirt, but I'm so worried I'm going to trip and fall. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm afraid I'm going to trip over the roots and the rocks. She said, mm-hmm. You know, if you can play the violin, then you have enough dexterity. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> have you probably don't have to worry about that so much. <laughs> exactly. Dexterity coordination. And sure enough, she was right. So in 22 years of trail running, I only fell once. So it sounds like she was a big influence in your start and nurturing your, your, your interest in running mm-hmm. in the first place. Yes. And then a woman from that summer camp, she when, when she heard that I had knee pain, she referred me to a physical therapist who was also a runner. 
it wasn't until much later that I found out that she knew he was single. So he ended up being my husband. That's the father of my daughter. Oh, wow. So, um, so we had that in common. So we did, we used to run together. We used to do a lot of races together. Okay. Um, and this, there was this really sweet thing. I mean, of course it still ended in divorce, but we made a great kid. So, you know, it's all worthwhile. Um, um, when we used to go running together on the trails, Mm -hmm. what he would do is he, he would, you know, he would be a little bit faster than me, even though he's the same height, but Mm -hmm. He's male. So he would be a little faster than me. And finally, after running with me for a little while, he'd be like, do you mind if I go ahead? And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And so, and then when he, whenever he did that, he would find somebody going the opposite direction on the trail mm-hmm. and he would give them a message to give to me. Oh. And it was almost always, you know, I love my wife or keep it, keep going, you know, something oh, like that, something encouraging. And that was really sweet. That's pretty cool. It was good. It was really good that I switched to trail running because, Mm -hmm. you know, shin splints and all of that. And um, I felt much better running on the trails because when I had met him, I I met him right after my first marathon Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of knee pain and he tried to help me, but he ended up referring me to a surgeon um, who was one of the main orthopedic surgeons for the Oakland Raiders, actually. And I went to this guy and he decided that the synovium in my right knee had to come out. So he operated on that and, and that helped. So, so, so you say, so you dealt with shin splints a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I guess prior to, prior to your trail running experience. Right. Yes. Is, is that something that, I mean, I'm assuming it, it hindered you. Um, in well, it was pretty run. painful. Yeah. But once I switched to dirt, it, it wasn't an issue. So it sounds like you've done a lot of races. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know how many races that you com- you competed in over the years? Um, I wasn't in any of the big name ones, you know, mm-hmm. Boston Marathon or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No, I, partly because mostly what I did was was trail running. And so right. um, those are smaller races. They're not as well known. Um, okay. But I did a whole and, and some of them were road races, mm-hmm. but I did a whole lot of 5Ks and 10Ks and various other distances and, and uh, several triathlons and, um, and then two marathons. What's your, uh, your distance or race of choice of the ones that you've done? I think I really enjoyed the half marathons when they weren't too, uh, well, like one thing that could easily ruin my, my day at a race was heat. Okay. I'm very sensitive to the heat. Okay. But okay. on a nice, cool day, you know, in the shade, half marathon is great. And when I'm not quite in shape for a half marathon, then, of course, a 10K would be better. Did you have any issues with training for for those type of races? when I came? had to constantly psych myself up that it didn't matter that I didn't have fancy equipment. I didn't have mm-hmm. a great bike or, you know, a, a wetsuit or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just was like, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go Pippi Longstocking here and just, <laughs> you <laughs> know, Jerry rig something. And <laughs> Can you tell me about your first race um, that you hmm. competed in and how was that experience? That's a really good question. I don't actually remember what my first race was. I okay. do remember some individual, some particular races. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was at Mills College we had a 5k on campus okay. and um, at the very end, 
I was competing with this girl Marisol and I thought I was going to beat her, but I didn't. She picked it up at the very last few seconds and she beat me. Mm. But the funny thing was we, we were both violinists and we had just recently played in the chapel together. And so it was like this weird kind of like, it was this interesting thing, but anyway, but I remember that day partly because I have a photo of myself with the college president and she was congratulating me and everything. I was like second place or whatever, but that's one that I remember because it was, you know, close to home and everything. And then another one that I remember is um, the Avenue of the Giants in Humboldt County um, Mm -hmm. in Northern California is just a gorgeous race. It is a road race because it's on the, uh, it's on the road, but it is under these tall, tall, tall redwoods. And so you're in the shade most of the time and, and it's flat and very easy. And it's just, it's just a great experience. A lot of people like that. So I did um, the, the half marathon there several times. Um, okay. That's another one that I remember. And then at some point I was strangely fast in the, in the 5k, you know, whatever my, whatever my record time was in the low twenties or something. Cause I'm not a fast runner, okay. but I had something in the low twenties that I was very proud of. I mean, there are, there are lots of races that I remember that for different reasons, but are you actively running now? Is it a um... right now? No, but I okay. am definitely going to get back to it. I have had some health issues okay. over the last couple of years. And so, but, but I am looking forward to getting back into it really soon. Actually, recently the weather has been so hot here i wouldn't be able yeah, to I've, yeah i've seen it on the news you you guys have uh some massive heat there i i really my hat's off to you to anyone that can run in that heat there what was your experience like on that very last race that you've competed in and when was that well okay if, if you don't mind i'd like to share about the last two because they're yes, both absolutely. quite relevant to this absolutely. um i hadn't run a race in quite a while um i'd had a baby in 2011 and Mm-hmm. Um, hadn't done any races in quite some time, but while I was getting back in shape after having the baby, uh, my husband and I did a bunch of running challenges. Like we just said, okay, well, this month our goal is 75 miles each. Each, each one of us is going to run 75 miles. And then the next month it was a hundred miles. And then we tried a different kind of goal and, you know, that kind of thing, just to keep, to stay focused and healthy. Okay. And, uh, so finally it was in, I believe 2016 that I decided I wanted to do a marathon and the last one had been in 2003, 2003, I think 2003. Okay. And that was the one when my knee was hurting and I had to, and that was a horribly painful marathon, but I finished it. It took me forever, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. so I was proud of that, that I stuck with it. And then, um, so, so anyway, so it was 2016 and I was like, okay, I'm going to do a marathon again because I only ever did one and I wanted, I wanted to do it again. So I trained and trained, trained and trained. And I decided to do the Banks Vernonia Marathon, which is here in Oregon. I live in, in a county that's just west of Portland. Mm-hmm. This, ta- this town where Banks, where, where it ended, was in, also in, in this county. And so it was a great, it was a perfect thing for a, like for a marathon for somebody who's not <laughs> totally in shape for a marathon because okay. it was all downhill. Uh, it was in the shade for the most part. There were no cars cause it was on a path instead of a road. Um, 
and you had you could run on the paved part or the dirt part. Anyway, so I went. I was just going along, going along, going along, and then right around mile seventeen, I encountered this this lady. Her name was Kelly, and we got to chatting, and we stayed together for the whole rest of the race, and it worked out really well because she got me to do walk, run, walk, run, which helped my endurance, and I got her to when she was running, run a little faster. And that way we were able to finish together in under five hours when we thought we would probably, we both of us thought it would be, it would take us at least five and a half hours. So that was great. And she, you know, we just talked and got to know each other during those last 10 miles. And um, it was a really good conversation. And she told me about how her husband was way up ahead because he's really tall with really long legs. And she's really short and, mm-hmm. and he was way up ahead. And she told me that they were, um, they were running a marathon in every state and Oregon was number 48. And I said, you know what, when you wow. finish number 50, you should have a press conference. Now that was, you know, 2016. So she's, I'm sure she's done, done, done by now. But uh, so anyway, so we were telling, you know, sharing about our families and our lives and everything. She was from Kansas. Okay. When we got to the finish line, we went around the, the high school track and came out the chute and there was her husband and she, you know, ran up to hug him and my husband wasn't there. Okay. I was so embarrassed. Okay. He was supposed to be there. You know, we were like planned it carefully and everything. And um, that was kind of one of the first signs that he was going to divorce me. But anyway, that was kind of a, a, both an achievement and a disappointment in one that was second to last race. And then I think also in 2016, I was training for a 50 K. It was going to be my first ultra. Okay. And I had been wanting to do an ultra for years and I worked really hard, trained really hard for it. But then on the day of the race, everything went wrong. Okay. You know, the shuttle van that came to pick us up from the parking, you know, me and the other people from the parking area was late. We got back, we got to the start pretty late and then there was long line at the porta potties and then da, 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 one thing after another mm-hmm. and i ended up starting the race on my by myself because everybody else had already started and the beginning of the race wasn't all that well marked because they figured everybody's going to be together mm. so i got a little bit lost okay. that slowed me down then the worst part was i got stung by wasps or yellow jackets or whatever they were three times three different places on my like my ankles uh. It was so painful. And um, this was in a beautiful place, um, kind of near Eugene, Oregon, in the mountains or the foothills. And it's just a beautiful place. But um, that didn't quite fix, solve, you know, solve the problem. So uh, around probably mile 15, they pulled me and they said, you're not going to be able to catch up. And we ha- we're going to have to let the volunteers go home at some point. Uh, it was kind so of that Murphy's was a, Law a type real of bummer. Deal. That was a big disappointment. So at some point after that, you know, at some point after that, I stopped running and I've been dealing with a lot of personal problems ever since then. And I can imagine something like that would affect your psyche, maybe with trying something like that again. Did you feel like you trained enough for the run or was it kind of a Murphy's Law type situation? I am not sure. I'm really not sure because uh, I don't know how different it might have felt to mm-hmm. do an ultra versus a marathon. Cause there's only a few miles difference, you know, it's basically 31 miles for 50 K. Mm-hmm. Um, so five miles more, I, I don't know if I would notice the difference or not, but I feel like 
when and if I do races again, I want to be really, really well trained for them, like overtrained right. for them. But then again, sometimes a race pops up, you know, with little notice and it's like, oh, I didn't know about that one. I want to do that one, you know. All right. You're saying that there are other things that, that may have stopped you from from that point on to want to compete in races or is it anything that you, you want to share or you can share yeah, that? Yeah, no. Uh, so I I um I had a series of unfortunate events, as as they say. Mm -hmm. I had this unexpected divorce in 2017. Okay. So then I had to recover from that, find a new place to live, all that stuff. And then I had some problems with my job. And anyway, a bunch of things happened. And so I ended up homeless. I was homeless for oh. two years, basically the last two years until a couple of months ago. You know, during that time, just being broke and stressed and all that stuff. I was not interested in exercise. <laughs> I mean, I would, <laughs> I, I would go for walks, you know, I, I go for walks, but that's okay. about it. It sounds like you fought back and you're on the up and up. They're getting better. That's good. But these, the things that, that happened to you that hindered not only your running, but everything else that was going on in your life, how have they come to define you positively? Well, every so often I will do a little short jog, you know, like a mile or, or maybe even okay. a half a mile sometimes just to remind my body what running is. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just like a little temporary thing and just to, you know, not have it completely leave my abilities. When, let's see, last, a year ago, well, a little bit more than a year ago, I went, so I live near Portland, Oregon, right? And I went down to, back to the Bay Area where I'm from because my grandmother, who was 101, was um, not doing well. And so mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I should go and help out because I'm the only one in the family who doesn't have a full-time job. And, you know, I, I was, I'm self-employed part-time stuff so mm. so I went down there and I thought I would be there for a week or something two weeks but then I, I it quickly became apparent that she needed more help and so I came back home tight tidied up some things put some things in order put stuff in storage that had been in my car because I was mm. homeless and I, I went back um and I ended up being there for two and a half months okay um she actually got better she ended up making it to 102. But while wow. I was there, I noticed that my dad was not doing well. He had had a couple of strokes. So I was sort of driving him around and stuff like that. And then one night he ended up in the ER in the hospital in Richmond. And because he had fallen again, he had fallen oh. many times. And that was a, a pretty bad fall. And so I was the person designated to go and pick him up. It was like one o'clock in the morning and I parked in the garage and I was walking over to the hospital and it just hit me like intuition. Mm. It just hit me. My father has terminal cancer. Oh, no. There were no signs of it, but somehow intuitively I knew as I was walking to towards the ER. Sure enough, he had stage four liver cancer. And so I spent, the last couple of months with him and it was really precious. Right. And um, a few times while I was there, I went for little runs and they kind of helped me stay sane during this time when I was trying to care for my grandmother and my father. So it was, it, it definitely helped to, to go running here and there. That's a lot of stress that I'm, I'm pretty sure that you was under. And I can only imagine you were there to, you know, support your loved ones and, 
in in a time where, of course, obviously they really needed you running. How did it help take some of that stress away from you during that time? It was a good way to decompress and get my head into a different space and Mm. shake off the annoying things that happen when you have to take care of somebody who's really sick. Right. Um, And also shake off, like I would have spats with my sister who had come from New York state to, Mm. um, to help me care for them. And we would just, we just fought the whole time. Um, And so going out for a run, just, it was like a reset, like a complete reset, like rebooting your computer or something, you know, starting all over again and, and just noticing the environment, noticing the trees and the plants and the flowers and the animals and all that stuff. Um, it really grounded me, you know, That's after a, a difficult night of being awoken by my dad, can you come in here and get my, I dropped my phone on the floor. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and I know you said you're getting back into it now. Does running remind you of any of that time? Is that part of the reason? No, I think it? the only time that running can be uh, reminiscent in a bad way is if I run in certain locations Okay. And then it's really more the location than the running. You haven't participated in any races in, what's that, seven years? About seven years? Right. Um, what do you miss about it? Um, it's just so wholesome. It's just like, <laughs> I mean, after being homeless for two years, I've been around a lot of unsavory people. And it just makes me realize that, you know, if you're, if you're a runner and if you show up at a race... And especially if you finish a race, you kind of got your shit together. Like you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like you're in a minority of people who really care about their health and their their mental health, their physical health, um, and usually other causes because most of the races raise money for other causes. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm that's important to me. I'm really committed to um, to a lot of causes like. You know, like my Amazon Smile account is mm. for the Innocence Project. There have been so many, um, so many people. Well, it's men, basically, and specifically black men who have mm. been uh, wrongly convicted. And uh, the Innocence Project started, I think, around the Detroit area, but mm. then it expanded to the whole country. And um, a lot of people have been exonerated um, after having been falsely accused or what, you know. And that is something that's really important to me. So, um, okay. you know, th- various there are various causes at different races, and I'm, you know, I'm all fine with that. But I and I also just like the 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 motivation that's there at a race to to do your best, and okay. also the sort of the camaraderie, you know, just chatting with people while you're racing, while you're running, or or just whatever. How does your uh, daughter feel about um, knowing that you? You've done so many halves and marathons and 5Ks and 10Ks. I think she's proud of it. I think she's proud of it. She's seen, you know, my collection of race bibs and hmm. medals and stuff. And so she, she gets, she's got a sense of how much a part of my life that really has been. And um, she has done a little bit of running, um, not, not much. She's not that into it, at least not yet, but she might be in the future. Right now she's into Taekwondo. Um, oh, wow. But I think I... I think I want to challenge her to join me in a race maybe sometime next year. Awesome. 
See, that would be fun. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm assuming she's a violinist too, or is she? No, she, that's the strange thing. Both her parents are musicians and she's not really into music. At this point, she's pretty much all about Roblox and Minecraft and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, but also actually to balance that out with, you know, Taekwondo also. And she's 11, but she's written a book. She hasn't published it, but she's written a complete, wow. like a 30,000 word book. Wow. So you're you're a violinist, uh, marathon marathoner. She's a um, she does taekwondo and she writes books. So I hear a very talented family from from my perspective. So that's that's pretty awesome. I'm really proud of her. Yeah, she's a great yeah. kid. So we have well, we have three minutes, and I have okay. a question for you. Since yes. in this, and you've brought you've brought this on. So five years from now, who would you want to see? Um, or what goals would you have want to um, see that you have accomplished five years from now? I would like to run in a wider variety of environments, different places, like have the challenge of like more often going out to the coast to go running by the coast, you know, on the coastal trail or up to the mountains, or go up to Mount Hood or, or whatever, and, and maybe take some scenic photos while I'm at it. Um, okay. And I would like to do some races possibly one with my daughter, at least one with my daughter. That would be great. Um, (laughs) And uh, just adventure stuff. Like, I mean, like I, one time I surprised my husband with a trip to the San Juan islands in Washington and he Mm -hmm. had no idea. And we went, we flew to Seattle and then we drove out to, and we went kayak camping for the weekend. It was, we had a blast. It was great. Things like that, you know, Um, I want to do more things like that. And then also, just be consistent enough that you know it's a common thing for me to just get up in the morning and go running first thing um and then i want to swim more okay well you're a you're a fighter from what i can tell you have persevered it sounds like you've had a rough um rough couple of years but you're you're coming out of the darkness going into the light right now so Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me to do it. Thank you for listening to this week's show. If you like what you heard, you can follow me on www.rvarunningman.com. Until next week, be safe on the roads and trails. Talk to you later. Peace.